Welcome to the Favorites, the podcast from the Action Network, or as I am officially renaming this podcast, not the Favorites, the Frustration. I am Chad Millman, and I'm going to be joined by professional better Simon Hunter, who before we came on said, I am officially on tilt. Simon, say hello and buckle the fuck up, brother. Hey, guys. All right, Simon, we got a lot to discuss. A reminder, Simon Hunter is a professional better. He has joined us every week on the pod. And together, we have entered the DraftKings Pro Football Pick'em National Championship. We will decide what picks he should put in. And frankly, listen, our heads are spinning right now. At least mine is. And before we get to the recap, uh, just a reminder... Go rate and review the podcast using the phrase, Simon says we need to communicate. And if we like it and randomly choose that phrase, that review, you will win a free Action Network hoodie. We will announce last week's winner at the end of this show. Now, here's a recap for last week. We went two and three, and we are having all kinds of communication issues, Simon, because last week we love the Vikings. We love the Ravens. Like everyone was tweeting at us, like how much we love the Vikings, how we were saying, I thought Joe Burrow would get killed by the Ravens, how the Ravens don't play down to the competition. And yet on Sunday morning at 9.50, I get a text. And the Bengals and the Seahawks are two over five picks. I don't understand. Yeah. What's going on, buddy? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I basically, like, like I said to you before the pod, like, I, I was just in full tilt mode where uh, I've been running hot with my own picks, and I was, just, I was just like, I'm so due for a bad week. These games that we ended up going with was mainly because of weather. I got a bunch of, like, info that all, the, all these games are going to get a ton of rain. So, I, like, we really like the Rams. And I switched off of it because of the QB switch and the weather. I goes, you know, there's too, much, there's too much variance in that. And when it came to the Ravens and the Bengals, I just thought, well, this will be easy. If it's just a game where all you have to do is stop the run for the Bengals, this, 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 must, be a, this must be an easy pick for the Bengals. And the line kept coming down. So I felt like an idiot because I, I, I thought I was getting a good number. I said on the show at getting the Ravens at 12 and a half. And I think it closed at 11, the Bengals. So – yeah, like we were talking, uh, everyone that's listened to the show, they put to their picks in on Thursday. They did really well. All the people hit us up. They're like, man, you guys killed it this week. Like, you guys did so good on the show. And we ended two and three. That's, that, that hurts. It hurts so much, but it's so interesting because it speaks to something that I don't think a lot of people would really believe happens, which is you're a professional better. You do this for a living. Like, it's possible to get in your own head. Even when you have all the numbers in front of you, even when everything says to you, do this, do this, like Sunday comes around and it is not easy to sort of make these decisions in a vacuum when a lot of other things that could lead to biases from your experiences, betting or just being a fan are going to make you think about things differently. Yeah, honestly, I think it's because of Twitter. I was never really on Twitter before. Like even last year, if I ever went on Twitter, it was just literally posting our picks because I think about like 20 fans that maybe found me last year from the show and they're the only ones that would even ask me questions. We're now like I'm on there all the time and I'm hearing a lot of other people's opinions and it's messing with my head. Like especially um, there's another pick tournament that we don't have to name, but we won't name because we're not sponsored by them out in the desert. And those picks came out earlier than ours. And I see that stuff and it really, it's like, holy crap, me and Chad are really with the public on a lot of these picks. And I really do, like, I'll bet with the public, but in these pick pools, I hate being the public because it usually doesn't work out. And, of course, the public went 5-0 and in these pick pools out in the desert last week, like the most selected. And it, it is one of those we're navigating, and it just stinks because me and you both love the Giants in Miami. And I was just like, I, I don't want to be killing myself riding these two teams in the late games. Like, I'd rather start good at the 1 p.m.s and then just close out with the Browns and the, the Seattle. So, like, I need to push those things aside and just get used to the dread. I, I'm starting to realize that's what these Sundays are going to be. But I'm still positive because it's like we're 14-11, and, and we're not even at the halfway mark for our pick pool. So, 
I'm not too worried yet. Like the guy who's ahead of us, he's only ahead by five. So if we go five, you know, he goes on five. We're literally tied with the guy that's the leader of this week. So that's why it's like each week, if we keep avoiding these own five weeks and these one and four weeks and our bad weeks are two and three, and we can sprinkle in five and oh weeks, which we're hoping for this week, we're going to be fine. You know what I love about your brother right now? You are showing real vulnerability. <laughs> Am I? You are. You, yeah. are, you are you are in the thick of it with the rest of us and it's hard it's hard to separate all of the noise from the signals that really matter i almost feel like i've corrupted you by having you come on and now you're on twitter and like you're getting poisoned by the well uh that you're right. poisoned by all this smoke that is coming in um but you're not wrong like i think i i you know i think over the weekend not only did we go two and three but like instead of taking the, t- the games that I loved on Tuesday last week were the Browns, the Texans, the Giants, the Vikings, and the Dolphins. How many of those games did I end up betting on Thursday through Sunday? Two. Oh. Two. <laughs> and like, I-, I ended up betting like the Eagles Steelers under 21 in the first half. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I actually like. like- I like that over just because I, I, my whole reason for liking the Eagles was that I thought the Steelers were going to come out sloppy after the bye week, and their defense did. I mean, the Eagles should not be putting up that many points on that defense. Uh, little did I know that, that they had a rookie on Pittsburgh that was going to score four touchdowns. So that was one of those when I think that they missed a field goal to put the Eagles up one, and the Steelers came down and put a touchdown. I go, oh, man, it's going to be one of those days for me and Chad, huh? So – it, it, it's one of those weeks where, like, we were on the wrong side of a couple of picks, but the ones we should have been on that were going to be no sweats for us, we missed on. Those, that's what hurts. But that's what this week I'm looking forward to because there's a lot of games that stick out again here on Tuesday. All right. Well, listen, let's, let's talk about these games. We're going to get our uh, big balls, bet of the week. We're going to get our – Yeah, that's 1-0 on the Giants. I was going to say, which was the Giants last week. Uh, we're going to get our Hornets nest – pick of the week the one we are just walking into a hornet's nest uh we can't that one too yeah Gardens. right jesus christ we we could have been five and oh this week in so many different ways oh it's so upsetting all right let us talk about the uh the first game on the board that we can talk about because obviously there's a, a titans texans game that we can't talk about there's no numbers available yet so well, do you want to hit that you want to hit the the i mean the early listeners listen tonight the bills and the titans play tonight all right let's Okay, yeah, let's do that. Give me your. You take. got the. You got the. What the public and everything like that are doing on the action. I don't have it. Uh, I'm gonna look it up right now. Let me. Um, it's a so good question. I'm, when I'm looking at this you know game, do? hold on, Simon, hold on. I'm gonna do what I should have done. I'm gonna open the Action Network app where I get all my data information. It's a free app. You can download it, and you'll be able to see who the public is on, who the wise guys are on. You'll get the latest data and information. Everything you need to really enjoy the games from a variety of perspectives. Action Network app, download it for free. Houston Minute, uh, let's see. That is week five. It's the last game of week five. So we got Buffalo three and a half point favorite right now. It looks like um, the majority of the bets are on Buffalo and the majority of the money is on Buffalo. Of course. So So these COVID games, we all knew they were coming and – it's been funny trying to adjust to them where it seems like it's been beneficial for the favorites. I, I don't know the exact how many games have been affected, but the, the Chiefs and Patriots, that was a very noticeable game where because the QB was out, the Chiefs had a huge advantage. And they probably would have lost that game outright if Cam had played. Who knows? But we're looking at another game with the Titans. Was not many people know who's playing for the Titans. We don't know who's missing from their team. And you can go and you can look see what starters won't be there because of this whole COVID thing. And you have a Bills team that this was a great trap spot for the Bills. This is a look ahead because they're playing the, they're supposed to be playing the Chiefs on Thursday. Now that game's moved to Monday. Still a huge game where the Bills saw that game with Oakland against the Chiefs. They see that the Chiefs are going to be desperate now. They need, they need this win more than the Bills do. So I'm a little worried here about the Bills look ahead, and especially with all the money coming on the Bills. I'm going to take the Titans, but I don't feel great about it tonight. But this is just one of those games where I'm going to take the points. Titans keep games close, and I think they'll lose this game by a field goal. So I like that three and a half. Do you know what our weekend did to me? Do you know what 
not sticking to our guns. And I, I, I agree with you. Like I'm feeling a little vulnerable myself in that I used to have a very clear opinion. Like I bet against the big favorites. I bet on short home dogs. I bet sort of the teams that I thought were trending and being undervalued because they aren't public teams that they didn't play in prime time. And I've lost all of those principles the last couple of weeks and it screwed me up. And even last night, you know, we're taping this on Tuesday afternoon. Last night, the Saints played the Chargers and the Chargers were big dogs. And like, of course I would have wanted to be on the Chargers in that game. I think the Saints have been overvalued all year and I just didn't do it. I texted a buddy. He's like, what should we do? I'm like, I need a night off. I got to get my head. (laughs) It's like, I can't, like, I know I want to be in the Chargers and like this same scenario, like it scares me to bet the Titans, even though I know they are the right side. Yeah, I think with especially people lifted in this show, that's why I always talk about the best of the number gives you peace of mind. When that Chargers game, we talked on Tuesday. I got it like on Thursday, or maybe it was Friday once injury reports came out at eight and a half and eight. So when that game ended up at seven on Monday, I told people I didn't feel comfortable taking the seven just because I felt like the value was gone. Clearly it wasn't, no matter what, when it went to OT, they were going to cover that seven. But that's why, like, for you, I, I wouldn't get too, too much in your own head about it just because those principles you're talking about, there's always times and place when to play those. Like, a print, like new principle is for us as the Ravens is they just beat the crap out of bad teams, even when the numbers are saying that you should take the bad team. Like we talked last week, this is the way the Ravens are. They, they break those numbers where they steamroll. And the same situation we talked about the Dallas, they should never be favored by that many points against the team. So that's why we liked the Giants so much last week, where it just didn't make sense, that number, where it was it, – no one knew why it was so big. It was like, who, who's giving Dallas this much respect? So I'm with you, bud. Like, we'll, we'll keep grinding away here. But it is COVID year. That's why, like, a lot of the principles that you do use on a normal year, they hold true every time for the most part. But there's a lot of old rules you follow that you need to break, especially right now. You know what, man? I'm glad I have you by my side for this. That's what I think. <laughs> it's a roller Otherwise, coaster. it would be misery. Just misery. I'm glad. You know what? I almost feel like for someone like me, this was almost like our first fight. And I feel like we got through it. <laughs> if those are our fights, Dad, this is going to be a very enjoyable relationship. <laughs> I've had like two massive blowouts with my wife in – Maybe we started dating 28 years ago when we were in college. And in 28 years of being together, I can think of two massive fights that we had. One was when her best friend started dating a guy. And after the first time we all went out together, she's like, what'd you think? I'm like, Oh, that guy's a fucking douche. Like, we are never, <laughs> we are never going out with them again. She's like, what are you talking about? It's my best friend. Of course we're going to go out with them again. I'm like, Stace, that is a bad guy. I don't ever want to sit with him at a dinner table again. And like, it became like an argument because she was like, what if we did this with your friends? Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I'm just telling you, I can't stand this guy. And um, sure enough, they dated for like three months and then he was a bad dude. They broke up. The second time my wife and I got in a massive fight, it was when uh, our first son was born and my wife and I had different opinions on, this is personal, but you'll, you, you, anyone can appreciate this, on breastfeeding. And I was like, you got to breastfeed for as long as you can. And she was like, I'm done with it and it's my body. And I'm like, nope, we got to keep going. And she's like, shut the fuck up, <laughs> go to the fucking drugstore and buy some fucking formula. Uh, and that was like at 10.30 at night. I remember I jumped in a cab. We lived in the city. I went to the store. I got the formula. I came back. And uh, it was the last we spoke of it. And those are your only two fights? Those were like the two that I can remember. Like we're, like, we're, not, we're not like overly dramatic fighting people were pretty like so you're pretty chill you people know? then yeah i'm like a snake man it's impossible to fight with me for real like i can always kind of talk my way out of corner especially if i get caught with something it's just like 
eh, let's just move on. That's the past. So what can you do, right? Oh, yeah, totally. And I was always the kid, like, when my mom would get mad, like, I'd be able to get out of it just, like, with charm and a smile, and my sister would not be able to, and she gets so angry about it. Anyways, this was our first fight, Simon, and now we're through it. So let's talk about the Giants being, uh, I think, two-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Washington football team on our friends at DraftKings. And, uh, wow, they've made, it, they've made it interesting for us here. In the Washington Giants game, 52% of the bets, 56% of the money on Washington right now. Yeah, I'm shocked it moved down that much. I know it opened at three and a half. Um, so people must have word that Kyle Allen's going to be back for this game. I, I doubt people would bet this if they thought Alex Smith was playing because that, that honestly was truly painful to watch last week, Alex Smith in that game. I, I'm happy for him. Like I bet on him for comeback player of the year, and that's all you needed was him to take pretty much a snap this season to win that but he really can't move on that leg right and in the the way the league is now you, you need mobility you can't be a statue anymore you have to be able to weave in and out of the pocket and get around people and I know the weather was bad last week but I would feel way way com- more comfortable taking Washington here if I knew it was Kyle Allen that would take in the Giants and we talked last week that was a make or break game for Daniel Jones's career that, that was a game that he really needed to win and show up and prove to people he is a starting quarterback. And he does what he does. He got sacked, he fumbled, and they scored a touchdown off it. All the kid does is have turnovers. And this is one of those where early in the week right now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Washington. Even if it's moved off good numbers, it's moved off the three and a half and the three. I think Washington will win this game outright if they go with Kyle Allen. So I'm, I'm going to back the football team here. I agree with you. I think the way that you look at this is that – You've got, you've got a low and a high, right? And the Washington football team, such a low point uh, with what happened last week, not looking very good. Alex Smith getting sacked pretty much every time he dropped back. And then the Giants, who looked so good in what has been the highest rated afternoon game for Fox in five years. Okay? Wow. And all of a sudden, they look competent. Don't forget, it's against a really bad team. And this Washington football team, if they've been good at anything, their defensive line has been halfway decent. I like Washington here. I might like – let me ask you this. Is this a money line play? Forget about the spread. Is this a money line play? 100% because you've already lost the value on the number. It's rare games fall on two or one. I mean, I know I saw it with the Seahawks game and everything like that. But this is one of those where I feel comfortable just taking them straight up and – that's insane what you said about the ratings. I saw something crazy where the, the Sunday night game had double the views of the NBA finals. And it's really incredible to see that's how much. I always knew there was a kind of a big split. But we've never seen it because these finals never happened the same time as the NFL schedule. So I know football's king. Like I, I've told you plenty of times, the amount of people that take my picks on our client list compared to the other sports is tensefold. But to see it in actual time, real time, like LeBron James, maybe the greatest player ever to play. I know we're both Michael Jordan fans, but you can't deny what LeBron's done. It's, it's one of the craziest things we've ever seen. And the fact that their viewership was half of a week five Seahawks-Vikings game, it, it's, it's pretty insane how much football really is king in this country. So, 100%. Falcons-Vikings. I almost feel like Matt Mitchell should be playing. I want you to play a little song here. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. I can see all obstacles in my way. In the Falcons Vikings game, 65% of the bets, 90% of the money on Vikings uh, right now. Obviously, very early. But I will say this Chris Raybon wrote an incredible story that is up on actionnetwork.com right now that was so prescient about how ATS record is really a great indicator of whether or not you are a good coach. And Dan Quinn was a horrible coach, horrible against the, the spread. And he breaks down sort of all the reasons why this very specific betting stat is a really thoughtful way to look at success for coaches. Um, and we already know that the week before, Stucky wrote this great story at Action Network about betting on teams after their coach is fired. Right now, you've got a Vikings team that showed well on Sunday night against, you know, the cardiac kid Seahawks and a Falcons team that just lost their coach. 
The only question to me, Simon, is do we wait to get the best of the number? Because right now Atlanta is a three-point dog in Minnesota. Yeah, and I, I think back to your Dan Quinn point, it's more that, remember where he came from? He, he had helped build a Legion of Boom in Seattle. And so he went from there, he went to Atlanta, and he had Cal Shanahan, his off, offensive coordinator, who took, I think, took the team to the Super Bowl. And he, the owner, Arthur Blank, we joked every week, we could not believe he wasn't firing the guy. And it was just crazy. He'd built up that much leeway with the, with the owner just because he got to that team to the Super Bowl, even though they lost in legendary fashion. Um, how, how do you not like Atlanta here? This is like a perfect buy-low situation, especially now you just said all that money is coming in on Minnesota. Like I've talked many times on here, when you talk about that money, that's parlay money, that's teaser money, that's all these things that the bookmakers need broken. And like last week, the Raiders were a big breaker of teasers, money line parlays, a bunch of different things like that. This feels like a good, good spot here with Falcons. Everyone's down on them. Minnesota, like you just said, played a hell of a game last week. They should have won. That fourth and 10 by Wilson was incredible. Um, I, I just think people are forgetting that Matt Ryan, he's looked bad for a couple weeks here. But it's one of those where you get rid of a coach and it's just a weight lifted off the team. And we saw that with Houston where they, the whole team played well last week for Houston. Even if Romeo Carmel is a crappy coach and we're going to be able to fade him the rest of the season. The first game, I do feel really comfortable taking these teams after they fire their coach. So I'm with you on the, on the Falcons. But we'll wait to get back to three and a half. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing. We just got to wait. We just got to wait until there's a better number. But I'm going to take this I like three just in the case. Falcons. All right. All right. Just in case. I like, like having the Falcons for betting. on our list. Yeah, me too. I hear you. I hear you. Maybe I will too. Uh, <clears throat> all right. My favorite team, the Chicago Bears, in case you haven't noticed the World Championship banner over my shoulder for anyone who's watching our videos, are getting 75% of the money. Uh, this line has moved from Bears plus three to Bears plus two and a half. 50% of the bets, 51% of the bets coming in on the Panthers. Um, Bears now two and a half point dogs on the road at resurgent Carolina. You know what this is right now? I'm looking at this. This game is a hornet's nest. I'm walking to a fucking hornet's nest. All right. Now be my companion. And let me explain to you why. You've got a Bears team that won on Thursday night and against the Bucks in dramatic fashion and a Panthers team that has now won three in a row and is starting to show like what those of us like you and I, who have been on the Panthers from the beginning, they're very well coached. Teddy Bridgewater, all, a.k.a. Teddy Covers, like this is a team to be reckoned with. This is one of those where you said 75% of the money's coming in on the Bears? Yeah, lines move from three to two and a half. Wow. Yeah, I love the Bears here. This is like another opportunity where, yeah, the Panthers have looked really good, but let's look at the team's defenses they've looked good against and how they've done it. And we saw the Panthers falter was against the Buccaneers, like a good defense that we just saw against the Bears, and the Bears played pretty well against on the Thursday night. Yeah, it was sloppy at times, and the referees sure definitely did help the Bears at times, but I guess the professionals are thinking here that the same way I'm, same way I'm looking at that the Bears defense is just so good that I, I think they'll be able to stop this Panthers offense, especially in the sense that Teddy's really good at covering when he's a dog. I, I forget what the stat was, but I think it's like he's 18-4, and 19-4 covering as a dog. And I, I don't know if people are thinking to themselves, like you were just saying, the Panthers keep covering, they're 3-0. So, so they're thinking to themselves, this will keep going. But it's hard, a young team like the Panthers that went four in a row. So I'm going to back the veteran QB on the Bears and the veteran defense of the Bears to go down to North Carolina and get a win here. And I like that we're getting two and a half still. I love this Bears team right now in this game. Yeah, I think we're the number one Bear podcast outside of uh, Chicago. So We have to be the biggest backers of the Bears in the history of 2020. It's insane. <laughs> Do you know who we don't – like, I don't even want to talk about this next game. Uh, and right now, by the way, I feel like we are, we, we love Washington. We love the Falcons. We love the bears. This is what makes for misery. This is why we wake up on Sunday morning and start texting each other and saying, why don't we take the Seahawks? That seems like a good idea, but all right, 
let's yeah well i, I digress it, it's scary we're on three road dogs right now but yeah we'll keep it moving by the way that's the wise guy side i know you know we're not doing anything wrong it's not illicit all right lions minus three and a half against the jaguars can we skip this game like i'd love to hear your number and by the way i want to get your numbers i, I forgot to ask you like your numbers on the games we've talked about so far but like Lions, Jags, I guess I want to hear your number, but I want nothing to do with either of these teams. Yeah, and it's, it's one of those games where I like the Jags, and I think the value's on the Jags' side. But it's hard to take the Jaguars if they're going to be a down Josh Allen, their best D-end, and they're going to be out a linebacker and another corner. So uh, I'd wait on the injury report with this one, and I'm with you. Like, I don't want to back Matt Patricia. Everything we've seen from them, he, he's the same – same with these other coaches that have been fired. It feels like he's just a dead man walking. And we'll wait for the Lions to fire him, and then we'll back them that following week once he's gone because I just don't think he's a good coach. And I, I like the way the Jaguars played against Houston. They, their kicker really kind of messed up that game for them. They were, they were just in throw mode. And we, what we watch from the Jaguars, they need to run it with that kid Robinson to be in games. You could run on the Lions. So – I'll put this on the side and I'd wait to see what the injury report is by the end of the week. Cause you have to make sure the Jaguars have these guys back healthy or else their defense can't stop anybody. All right, real quickly, give me your numbers on Washington, New York, Falcons, Vikings, Bears, Panthers. So Washington, I had this at plus one for Washington. Like I just made them like it pretty much was a pick, but I have it as if Alex Smith's playing. So, like, that's why – like, I don't feel great taking it where if, jo- if Kyle Allen's playing or even Haskins, I'd have them at minus one. And the Falcons game, that's the thing. We're not, we're not getting the best of the number because I had this at three. That's why I thought this should just be. I thought this is just, like, a, a classic home team minus three with Minnesota because we all know Minnesota's defense is suspect. And the, the, the tough part with me doing these lines right now is that um, so much changes from week to week with all these injuries we've been going through. Like the, the Dak Prescott, Dalvin Cook now is out for the Vikings. Like every week I've tried been updating. It's been really hard because you're, you're taking numbers of these players that are filling in from, you know, a year or two ago or it depends on the season. So it, it's been definitely been tough with all the injuries. And then – uh there's panthers i had a pick just a straight up pick i i I think that the line they put up early was just because they assumed most people would be coming in on the panthers just because they like you said they've been playing so well and it it is shocking here 75 percent of the money is coming on the bears i'm happy to ride the sharp so that's that's a good side to be on all right we got the browns visiting the steelers plus three and a half this is a burn burner of a brain-twisting enigma. The Steelers have not looked good. The Browns have won four in a row. Am I right to think I like getting the hook? Yeah, you're stepping in it. That's why. It, it, it feels like a, a huge trap as someone that's backed the Browns now for, I feel like, like three or four weeks, like you just said. And – these other weeks we were getting good value on the Browns because people still were unsure about them. So we kept getting the best of the number. And I think here, the way the Pittsburgh matches up against the Browns, I think it's going to catch up to the Browns. I think we're going to see one of those classic Baker games because Pittsburgh defense played like crap against the Eagles. And I, I think this will be a big rebound game for Pittsburgh's defense. So I'm fine with taking Pittsburgh minus three and a half, minus four. Um, but I would wait on that line because I do think the public will keep coming on the Browns and it'll, it'll get down to three. Well, though, what I'm saying is you're saying you want to take Pittsburgh. I was thinking I might want to take the Browns. I know. That's what I'm saying. You're stepping in it, thinking oh. they're doing you a little yeah. favor, giving you the three and a half with the hook. I, I think it's a little trap that the you're say, Oh, set. I see what you're saying. You're saying wait and maybe take the Steelers at three. Yeah, I like the Steelers side. All right. I don't we're we're not taking this game for the for the contest. This feels scares ugly. you. Oh my god. <laughs> By the way, cut to Sunday morning, 9 50 a.m. We've got the Browns. We've got the Browns like plus two and a half. That is 100%. that is exactly what's gonna happen. <laughs> uh 
Cincinnati visiting Indy. Joe Burrow going to visit Phillip Rivers, the old man and the young man. The Bengals are eight-point dogs, getting a lot of money against this Colts team that has just not looked very good. Yeah, tough spot for Joe. He just got went and got the crap kicked out of him in Baltimore. Now he's got to go to a Colts team who, if their defense gets healthy, if Leonard's back and they're all firing, they might kill him again. That O-line won't be able to block this Colts front. So I can see why the public's coming in early here. They think it's a good bounce back spot for Joe, and it's a lot of points for Philip Rivers to be laying. So, yeah, I wouldn't put this in the competition, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Colts side in this one. You are. You know what? I feel that too. It's a big yeah. number, but I feel it. I feel like I feel like a week ago this might have been ten. Or, or like if say they'd covered last week the Bengals, this this might have dropped all the way down to seven, especially after the way the Colts played last week. Because we talked last week, we wanted to fade Rivers because we were saying this guy's due for a crap game. We know he's not as good as the record indicates, and this is more of a play on the Colts defense that. Frank Reich, he's good off the loss. Um, the Bengals, the way their O-line is shaped, they can just get beat really easy by good edge rushers. And I, I'm with you. This is, this is a big number, but I'm cool with taking a home team like, like the Colts here, minus eight. I'm just making a note. I'm just writing it down. Can you guys hear the rain pounding against my window? It is... I don't know what it's like in, in South Jersey for you, Simon, but it is ugly and rainy here in central Connecticut. You know, the kind of rain that would make you rethink everything about what you want to bet on a Sunday morning. Uh, <laughs> Ravens, seven and a half point road favorites at Philadelphia. Oh, God, here I am again. Yeah, uh, right? I don't want to do it. I mean, of course, you got to take the Eagles, seven and a half home dog. Should have covered last week. They didn't. The Ravens just blew – just destroyed a team in their own division at home. But I can't do it. It's the, the Ravens beat up bad teams. As an Eagles fan, we have no doubt we're a bad team. We have a really good D-line. I still think Wentz is a good quarterback. We have no offensive line. We, we, we are the worst linebacking team in the NFL, without a doubt. I, I, as an Eagles fan, we, this is the worst linebacking core I've ever had in my entire life. And every like my numbers are telling me I should take the Eagles. I have this at six. And being a professional, this is a spot you take the Eagles. But I, I can't do it. And I can't put them in competition here. I, I'm going to probably end up on the Ravens, but I, I don't like it that it's seven and a half. It, it's, really, it's really a good number that Vegas put up. It's a great number that will entice everybody. And I'm just disappointed that, like, you know you're getting two points of value here and you're letting emotion get in the way. I am, but there's times where I got to fade my computer because it's like, it, it doesn't get it. It doesn't get the human element of the game. It's just data and it's just numbers, but I'm with you. Like this is the smart plays, the Eagles here, but I just don't want to stand in front of the Ravens train. You can run on the Eagles and that's all the Ravens do. So it just feels like a bad, a bad spot for the Eagles. Simon, this is the Bet your balls pick of the week. You're insane. That is true, my friend. But I feel like, listen, maybe we're not going to put it in the competition. I can guarantee you uh, I will be on the Eagles come Sunday. You know why? Because the money right now is coming in on the Ravens. So this number is going to go up. And the bets are going to come in on the Ravens because everyone has been watching the Ravens blow everybody out except for the Chiefs. The Eagles struggling every single time there's a big game. By Sunday, I can guarantee you, the percentage of bets on the Ravens as a road favorite will be north of 80%. If you are getting north of 80% of the money as a road favorite, especially a big road favorite, which meaning 20% of the bets are coming in on the Eagles, on the Hope team, that is an automatic play for me. I don't care how bad they are. I don't care what I've seen. This is what I'm talking about. We are letting what we're seeing get in the way of your computer. And now well, you're saying, I don't want to fade my computer. I don't want to, f I, I, I am not going to fade your computer. And I would be with you on a normal year that wasn't COVID. You're, everything you just said is so true. But 
like I keep trying to talk on the show is those numbers you can't really go off. Like last week we were on the Cardinals. They were probably getting like 90% of the money on the road against the Jets. They covered by two touchdowns. So it's like I'm with you. And like I, I'm going to be betting the Eagles. That's what I'm saying. I'm betting the Eagles. Um, and I hate myself for it. But to anyone listening out there, I, I would just take the Ravens. So you're not like me and Chad. You're not going to be miserable on Sundays. It, it's a tough no, life taking no, these ugly no. teams. Simon. Misery loves company. You laid it out for me. There's nothing <laughs> else needs to be. All right, let's go to the last of our, <clears throat> our the last of our early games, our last of our one p.m. games. Um, one of these crazy scheduling quirks. We've got the Broncos and the Patriots. Patriots eight and a half. Uh, Patriots part of, part of this sort of COVID indecision rescheduling quirkiness. What do you think here? This is this is huge for the Patriots that they might be able to get all these guys back off COVID before this game. Like, they might be able to get Cam back. They might be able to get Gilmore back. And if this is in our competition at this line and Drew Locke is still out, this is really an automatic play for me, the Patriots. They just got blown out on the road. They've had, I mean, it feels like a month, but a week to prepare now, an extra week to prepare for this team. Uh this will be a big public bet with the Patriots, but I'm going to back Belichick here. I'm going to take them as well. Yeah, I don't care that it's public. I like the Patriots in this spot, and I've never been afraid of backing the Patriots as big favorites. And that's also, by the way, something I think that has been getting in my head. Like, backing big favorites all of a sudden became so in vogue that, like, I, I started losing my principles again. <laughs> but we're going to do yeah, it. Yeah, it, it's tough with it. If this game is played, we're taking the Pats. That's all there is to it. I'm with yep. you 100%. All right, let's go on. Let's go on to the late games. We got a Jets-Dolphins game. Uh, it looks like this game is a 405 game. What are we seeing? The Dolphins are eight-point favorites. What kind of world are we living in where the Miami Dolphins are suddenly eight-point favorites? We are living in a world where the New York Jets, for some reason, still have their head coach, even though – uh, their quarterback is clearly a flame out and isn't really playing. And, and what, did, what did I text you on Sunday? Well, you wanted to take the Cardinals out. I, you said you like your numbers like this, and all I said back was Joe Flacco. Joe fucking Flacco. And it's another one of those, if he's playing again for the Jets here, I'm more than happy to take this number for the Dolphins. I, I know it's a divisional game, and it, it's a huge number. But that, that's how much of a downgrade I really think Flacco is. I just do not think that man should be playing in the NFL anymore. And the, the Jets, if, if they get Darnold back, I don't hate it. I wouldn't put in the competition because I, I just don't want to back the Jets. But like we always keep saying, there's no team going 0-16 against the spread. Eventually, Vegas is going to make this line so high that they're going to catch up and, and cover a couple of these games. So if you're taking the Dolphins here, you're taking them after a, an incredible game. Like the the one that it could be end up winning one of the biggest fluke games of the year where they literally dominated the 49ers by like 30, 30 points or 24 points. Just absolutely destroyed them. So I, I don't like taking the Dolphins here, but I would take them if it's Flacco again, because I'm just I'm just gonna keep fading Flacco as long as he's a starter. Yeah, I can't argue with you. Like, and you said that the other day, and I totally didn't listen to you, and we probably should have put the Cardinals in instead of, you know, Cincinnati. Or but, the Eagles. Uh, or the Eagles. That was just – the Eagles oh, – I can't even talk about it. Um, <laughs> all right. So, all right, we'll keep them on the list. We'll keep them on the list. I love Miami. I love Brian Flores as a coach. I think they play really hard. You've seen the effort week to week. Like, they are a team that gets better. They are a Tua playmaker away from becoming a legit playoff contender. Like, obviously, they're not going to get there with Fitzpatrick, but um, they, are, they are a playmaker away from becoming a seriously dangerous team. All right, now we got a good one. Late Sunday afternoon, Green Bay Packers, one-and-a-half-point dogs on the road at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I feel like this is where we finally get a chance to see, like, who's for real, right? Are the Bucs for real? 
Is Tom Brady the guy who threw five touchdowns against the Chargers? Is he the guy who forgot it was fourth down against the Bears? Is Aaron Rodgers going in against a defense that is finally good, that he doesn't automatically get to, to light up like he had earlier in the year? Your take, Simon Hunter. Woo! This, this is definitely one of those you put your balls on the table games. I- <laughs> The whole public will be coming in on the Packers here, uh, especially after You're right, 92% week. of the money, 74% of the bets on the Packers right now. Easy bet on the Bucks here. I know people are going to want to wait and see what the deal is with the receivers, but like you were just talking, these, these big road favorites, especially when they have a lot of the public money on them, weird stuff is just going to happen. And what, the way I'm looking at it is that you just made a joke and made fun of Tom Brady which you don't think Tom Brady's hearing that stuff. The guy is on Twitter posting memes of himself. So I really, really like the Buccaneers here. And I'm hoping this gets up to plus three with the Buccaneers, especially if the public keeps coming in. It's up to two and a half at some books. Don't, don't overthink this one. This is the same where the Chiefs, like these teams just lose random games throughout the year. No, no teams going 16 and 0, 14 and 2, like, it's it's rare where more than one team can go better than thirteen and three. So, I, I like this for a letdown spot for the Packers. I'm going to back the Buccaneers here. I love it. I agree with you. I'm moving our bet your balls of the week pick from the Eagles to the Bucks. A reminder. Thank God. A reminder. Review the podcast using the phrase Simon says we need to communicate. And I would say I think we're communicating much better. I think we've opened a dialogue that on Sunday morning is going to make this really, really valuable. If we like your review, we will randomly choose it. You will win a free Action Network hoodie. Here's the thing. We need to figure out better timing on Sunday morning because uh, we do an Action Network Live uh, pregame show that goes on at 11. And we usually from 10 to 11, like everybody who's on the show, it's me, it's Chris Raybon, it's Matt Friedman, it's Sean Corner, it's Katie Rich Creek, it's Dan Ravel. From 10 to 11, we're normally like working on last minute notes and, you know, getting in our seats and sort of setting up what we need to set up to do this technically. And so like in that last 10 minutes before um, I go up to like get ready in my office, I'm usually at my desk, like pounding away on last minute notes, you know, talking to my team, talking about all these different things. And um, your text comes in and sometimes like, I'm, I, I like miss the screen grab and like I can't see all the buttons on it because my eyes are so bad. So I didn't even realize we had Cincinnati and Seattle until it was mm. I think we need to have a conversation earlier. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. Like I wake up Sunday morning, I go swimming in my pile of money yeah. I get out, I hop in a yeah. Ferrari, I just drive in circles, and then I get back yeah. inside and have a cappuccino. I text Chad, eh, who cares about these picks? Uh, no, man, I'm with you. It's like I'll have our picks in on Saturday. Like the picks I had in on Saturday, I took a screenshot, we're 5-0. and oh. And then I woke up Sunday and like the weather report came in and I was just overthinking everything. So uh, I'm with you. Uh, I, uh, we got to talk on Saturday. Like earlier in the year, we were talking on Saturday. We were feeling yeah. pretty good. And, like, we got to talk on Saturday. Then we just got to confirm on Sunday. I'm with you. Yeah, I, I'm not going to do I – will, tr- I won't do any more uh, Sunday switching. Because, like, like you said, it's just – we're thinking clear, and then we overthink it when it comes crunch time. It, there's no point of, uh, of doing that. All right, we're betting our balls on the Bucks. B, B, B. Big baller brand. Uh, Rams, uh, three and a half point favorites on the road at the Niners. Sunday night, all the money, all the bets coming in on the Rams. This is where you bet the Niners. I would agree with you, but I feel like we're due for a chalk Sunday night win. We've had, it feels like we've had three or four straight dog covers and some outright wins on Sunday night. I don't like this number. Like in my in my system, I had this at minus five for the Rams. And it makes me a little worried because the Rams just are coming off a big road win, coming back to the West Coast. And the 49ers just got blown out at home. But we said it last week, the, the 49ers haven't won or covered at home yet. Like, do we want to step in front of that train? Like, it, I know they're due to win one or cover one at home, but I don't like it. I don't want to take San Fran. I'm probably going to end up on the Rams with the public. Is Kyle Shanahan the next Dan Quinn? Two years from now, are we having the same conversation? 
No, 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 no. They're just they've, – they've had the injury bug, and it's the Super Bowl hangover. Like, we talk – it's just the way it is. No, teams aren't the Patriots. The, the year after the Super Bowl, they, they just don't play as well. We're also seeing it with the Chiefs. They, they should have lost to the Chargers, and I think they should have lost to the Patriots. And then they would have lost to Oakland. So it's a real thing. You win a Super Bowl, you come in the next year, things are just different. The teams are different. It's just a weird feeling for these teams where I think they put too much on themselves and too much pressure. Like that Jimmy G game, he was fishing. He, he, he looked like every time he was dropping back to throw it, he was just trying to make the big play into double coverage, and it was getting picked off. And it was just I, – I, I'm with you. That like, most, like this is a good bounce-back spot for the 49ers, but I, I cannot do it. I cannot back this team right now. All right, Monday night makeup game, uh, Bills and Chiefs. It's a weird one to talk about given the Bills playing tonight. We just don't know enough, so the numbers are kind of all over the place. Maybe the Chiefs are three, three-and-a-half, four-point favorites, depending on where you look. Um, I don't know that we can accurately assess this game until we see what happens tonight. Yeah, I mean, it depends what you're thinking going in. If like you think the Bills are going to win tonight, and even if they don't cover, I don't see much movement in this line. But if the Bills would lose and straight up to Tennessee tonight, I could see this going up to like four and a half, five for uh, the Chiefs. But you're right, it's hard. It's hard to say where I, f- I feel good back in the Chiefs here because they're coming off such a bad loss at home. And I could just see them coming out for blood. Right? It's, I'm, a, I'm guessing the Bills are going to win tonight. And they're going to come up feeling pretty good, due for a loss in the year. Like they're going to be five and zero at this point. So I don't mind taking the Chiefs minus three and a half, but I'm with you. I'll just wait on this and wait until after the game. Wait a second. Wait a second. When we started the podcast, you said you like the Titans to cover, but you think the Bills are going to win. Like, so you think this is going to be a really close game? Yeah, I think that's what the Titans play. I think they're like one of those teams where they just play up to their competition or down to their competition, and Tannehill, even if he's down by two touchdowns, he's going to keep chucking, and they could come in backdoor game. So, I, like I said, I do like the three and a half, but I, I'm, I think the Bills are going to win tonight. I just think they're a better team. You're giving me so much to think about. All right, Cardinals, last game, last game of the slate. Uh, you know, knock on wood that everyone gets to play. Cardinals visiting Dallas, obviously a drastically different game. Uh, Kyler Murray's first ever Monday night football game. Cardinals big sort of get healthy win against the Jets this past week on the road again against Dallas. Two and a half point favorites, Andy Dalton and the Cowboys. I don't know that the adjustment, because like the Cowboys probably would have been three point favorites at home. So we're talking about five and a half points. Is Dak Prescott worth five and a half points? Is that what you think this adjustment is? Where would you have this right now? I just think it's a good number. I, I had Dallas at plus two. So it's like two and a half, three right now. That's a pretty good number. My whole thinking here is that Dalton, we know he's not that bad of a quarterback. He's not very good. But when he had weapons around him, he made the Bengals a playoff team year in and year out when he had good weapons around him. So what we've seen from the Cardinals is they can't run the ball. And it doesn't seem like their defense can get consistent stops on third down. And I know how bad the Cowboys' defense is, so I know they're going to give up a bunch of plays, and this will be a big sweat as a Cowboy backer. But I have to take the Cowboys here, especially the the first start for Dalton and the game after, like a week after this whole injury with Dak. It just seems like it's the kind of game that the Cowboys are going to win. And the Cardinals, after a win, a win last week, uh, I could see them letting down here on a Monday night. Well, I agree with you. I actually feel like the number's too big. I mean, you're making it two, you're making it two and a half, whatever. I think the Cowboys are totally the right side here. But here's our dilemma. So right now, uh, I have starred of the games we like. Uh, you like Washington. I like Washington on the money line, but we're not going to put that one in the contest. I think we both like the Falcons for the contest. I think we both yeah. like the Bears for the contest. Colts and Eagles are two teams we're probably going to bet, but I don't think we like them for the contest. Pats, we love for the contest. The Finns will talk if, if Flacco plays. Miami against the Jets. Uh, the Buccaneers, we love. We want to marry the Buccaneers. Um, right now it's plus one and a half against the Packers. We're hoping it gets to plus three. 
you like the Rams as favorites on the road on Sunday night, and we both like the Cowboys. Are the Cowboys our fifth entry right now? We're missing one team. Yeah, I would lock them in. And as all the fans have told us, told me nonstop on social media, we forgot Survivor Pick last week, so we had to do Survivor Pick. Yes. So we, call. we dodged we dodged bullets last week. We kept it simple. Like I put it out to a Twitter poll, and people voted. The Cardinals were overwhelming voted, and I like that side too. As we talked, Faden Joe Flacco. So this is a funny week where it's gonna be a little bit of game theory, buddy. It's like, what do you want to do here? Do we want to just get rid of the Colts and play them against a rookie here after a bad loss? Or do we just want to keep riding fade the Jets and take the Dolphins? Like, this might be the only time for sure we'd play the Dolphins all year. So uh, maybe you can put a poll out or I'll put a poll on Twitter. We're going to go in between the, Dolph- the Dolphins and the Colts. The- I could see the Colts losing where I can't see the Dolphins losing this game. So I do feel better about the Dolphins. All right, so why don't you put the poll out? And then we can decide whether people vote for the Dolphins or the Colts either way. We can decide on the Dolphins. And I will retweet you when the poll comes out. Yeah, that works. So basically, we got unlucky. If the Cowboys would have lost that game last week, we would have been down to like 10,000 people in our DK competition. It was like overwhelming. It was like 35, 40% of the people had taken the Cowboys. So we we got a decent knockdown. A lot of people took San Fran and a decent amount of people took the Chiefs. So we do need need some of these big dogs to keep getting these upsets as we go along here. Because the smaller the group gets – our odds just go through the roof to make it to the final 100. That's what we'll probably end up with. We are survivors. I'm a survivor. (laughs) All right, to recap, our picks right now that we're going with, and by the way, we're much smarter on Tuesday than we are on Sunday morning. Falcons, Bears, Pats, Bucks, Cowboys. Um, Simon Hunter, guess what? It's time to reward our favorite review last week as we do every week we ask fans to rate and review the podcast those who did and use the winning phrase in the review were eligible to win a free action at work hoodie loads and loads of reviews in a second we will reveal the winner first remember we are doing another phrase that pays contest go rate and review the podcast using the phrase simon says we need to communicate and we will randomly choose the winner to get a free action network hoodie the winner of last week's contest. Winning that Action Network hoodie is Mike Houston. Quote, Simon says, I'm sorry, but I am the sorry one. Sorry for having just found this podcast. Sorry for having missed your undefeated start to the season. Sorry to have scoffed at value plays and short home dogs and fading the Jets into oblivion. I was lost, but this podcast found me. I was blind, but this podcast Help me see again. Wow, that was actually pretty amazing. We didn't know the theme of the podcast was going to be vulnerability, principles, <laughs> like seeing clearly, but I think Mike Houston sums it up. He really did. All righty. For Simon Hunter, I am Chad Millman. This has been The Favorites from the Action Network. Download from Apple, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, love you. Love you.